Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Well, hey there. It's good to be back with you again today, church family. My name is Jonathan Myers. I'm Bethel's communications manager. And today we're going to be getting anchored in God's Word in the book of Galatians chapter 6. So since we live in a desert climate, many of you are probably familiar with the ins and outs of having an in-ground irrigation system. They're super convenient and they save a lot of water and just really great for keeping your lawn nice and green all summer long. You're probably also familiar with the yearly ritual of having to replace the parts and pieces every spring after the winter thaw. So this spring, it's my first year of really having to do that. Although my profession's in communications, my degree is in landscape architecture, and a lot of people think that means I know all about lawns and shrubs and irrigation. As a matter of fact, I don't know a lot about those things, but nevertheless, that's what a lot of people think when they hear uh, about landscape architecture. So there's this pride thing in me where I feel like I have to sound like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to irrigation. Anyways, I needed to replace my screen filter this year along with a few other pieces, and so I go to the irrigation supplier over in Pasco. I wanted to sound like I knew what I was talking about, so I did my best to research all of the parts and figure out what I needed. When I got to the store, I confidently gave the worker a breakdown of everything I needed, even throwing around some technical jargon to make it sound like I knew more than I really did. So I'm pretty sure that the worker had seen plenty of guys like me, and he saw a few holes in my plan and started asking some questions. Am I looking for the one and a half inch to one inch with a step down with a slip joint, or did it need to be threaded? Did I need a gate valve or a stop valve? In order to keep up with this facade, I confidently chose this piece and that, and thinking that I'd figure it out along the way. Of course, when I got home, some of the parts didn't work, and I had to go back with my tail tucked between my legs and get the right pieces. Why do we do stuff like that? Why don't I just tell the guy I wasn't exactly sure what I needed and could use some help figuring it out? I was more concerned with looking like I could fix the problem rather than actually fixing the problem. I'm the same way, same way when it comes to getting directions. My wife Deidre will gently ask if she needs to pull out Google Maps, but then I'll insist I can just find it on my own. Again, I'm more concerned with looking like I know how to navigate rather than getting to the destination. This is one of the overriding messages that Paul is trying to communicate to the Galatians, except he's not talking about lawns or getting directions to a destination. In chapter 6, verse 12, referring to the legalistic Jewish Christians, Paul says, It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh, who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it for me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. Now, in other words, Paul is saying these people who are attempting to force the ways of circumcision on you, they only have one motive. They want to look good before others, and they lack the courage to live by faith that shares Christ's suffering and death. Now, rather than that, I'm going to boast about nothing but the cross of Christ Jesus. Because of that cross, I have been crucified in relation to the world, set free from pleasing others. It's not what you and I do, whether we submit to circumcision, reject circumcision, or whatever we do to make it look like we keep the law. It's what God is doing in us. 
and he is creating something totally new, a free life. When I read this verse, or when I read this verse, I have to ask myself, am I more concerned about looking like the perfect Christian and checking off boxes that make it look like I'm a modern day lawkeeper? Or am I concerned with having an authentic, thriving relationship with God? Galatians 6.8 says, the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. May we be followers who live by the spirit rather than the flesh and allow the spirit to carry us along while Jesus reshapes our minds and our hearts to be people that love God and others. Let's pray. God, I'm sorry for giving into pride and insecurity and for the times where I'm more concerned about looking good to others and making a show in my flesh. Help me to give that up and to boast only in the cross of my Savior, Jesus, and be set free from the concern of pleasing others and from practicing legalism in my walk with you. Thank you for the totally new, true life that you've given me and for setting me free. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.